Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. The Wedding Curse by Eliefris Chapter 01 With just one month to go until the wedding, the jovial bride was absolutely overloaded with preparations. Yes, the location was booked, the priest was selected, and even a reggae band for the reception was chosen. But everything needed to be just right. This was to only happen once, after all. Maya sometimes thought she was meant for a different era. One in which marriage really mattered, not one in which half of marriages ended in divorce. When marriage isn't treated as valuable, then of course it won't last. And she was intent on treating marriage as valuable. This is why when she agreed to marry Marcus she was happy to tell him that she had saved herself for this moment. Since the age she understood what she was doing, she never even touched herself sexually. She wanted herself to be entirely for her husband and no one else. She had never climaxed, though she anxiously awaited her first time. And Marcus was understandably happy. He had done the same. Everyone knew him as an honorable man with principles. He had been so ever since they started dating when they were sixteen. Eight years later, and they were just as in love. She was busy finalizing arrangements for her bachelorette party with her maid of honor, Rachel. Rachel wanted to take care of everything herself, of course, but because Maya was worried about what festivities such a party might entail, she made sure she was involved. Rachel originally suggested male strippers half as a joke, but Maya categorically shut that down. Now, Rachel had another, significantly more tame suggestion. Look, I think it would be really fun if we went out to a nice dinner at, say, Vertuxis, and then we went to a club. I know myself and some of the other girls might want to get crazy. And by Get crazy. Maya knew she meant. Get laid. It is interesting how opposites do sometimes attract, especially in friendships. Rachel was always looking to find another man to bed. But now, Maya didn't have time for Rachel's antics. That is not happening. This wedding should be a celebration of waiting for the right person, not whatever it is that you do every weekend. Rachel didn't know why exactly, but this particular jab stung more than most. This time it really felt like Maya thought that she was actually better than her. Like not just as a joke. Okay, let me think about it, Maya. I'm sure we can come up with something, doll. Maya showed up with Rachel to the seamstress just in time. She needed to get some final adjustments to her dress. But the main seamstress wasn't there that day apparently she had called in sick. Instead, there was a new lady. She was slender and garbed in all black. Almost like a funeral. Everything was there except a black shawl over her eyes. Welcome in. Maya whispered to Rachel. Who is she? I spoke with the other lady about her. Apparently her work is magic. She may be a little weird but she gets the job done. All right, let me take you into the back room. That was all she said and then Maya followed the woman into the back measuring room. Rachel stayed behind. All right, I need you to strip down to your underwear to get the most accurate sizing. Maya felt a small shiver down her neck. Are you sure that's necessary? I thought most of the measurements were done and we would just be trying on the dress for fit today. The woman responded curtly. I have my own methods. Do you want it done quickly or right? Well, of course she wanted it done right. Maya then stripped down. First she began to unbutton her clean white blouse, revealing ivory white breasts that were heaving slightly as she was just a bit nervous. She felt a chill run down her back, and another chill between her legs. As she moistened slightly, she squeezed her pelvic muscles rapidly to make the feeling subside. And it did momentarily. Her breasts were now fully exposed. She was a large D-cup, 
but her breast felt a bit heavier. They were supported by a thin, strapless bra she thought would go well with the wedding dress she was going to try on. She unbuttoned the last button of her blouse, and then let her blouse fall to the floor. And now your pants. She was wearing tight, aquamarine yoga pants that clung to her curvaceous butt. She had been working it out as a special gift for Marcus. She started sliding down her pants, and once again felt the chill shoot between her legs and her dampness worsened. She felt her clit begin to tingle a little bit. She squeezed her thighs together once more to make this sensation go away but it worsened a bit this time. She was worried her panties were damp and worse, that this lady, this madam, would notice. Today was not the day to wear thin, white panties. Let's stop with the theatrics, pull them down. She finished pulling down her pants and felt incredibly exposed as the woman gazed her over. Hopefully there isn't any. My lord girl, your panties are soaked. What's gotten into you? Oh my god. The feeling between her legs turned more into a light throbbing and she knew her panties were definitely getting wetter. And she noticed. I'm so sorry, missus. I don't know what's gotten into me. Sweat now ran from her scalp, down her face, over her long neck, dripping down her large bust. She was sweating. She was inexplicably horny. She was confused. Well, I can tell you what to do about that. She stepped dangerously close to Maya. Why don't you masturbate for me right now? What? I don't get it. I think I'm going to leave. She started getting dressed. I'm going to call the police, I think. I wouldn't do that if I were you. She retorted. A little birdie tells me you are saving yourself for Marcus. Yes? Who told you? Oh, Rachel. That's not important. All I know is that somehow you think you are better than everyone just because your tight little pussy remains blessedly unfucked. As she said this, the lady slowly reached her fingers downward and felt Maya's wet panties. These are the panties of a slut. And by one month from now, when you get married, you will have become sluttier than everyone you have dared to shame. Maya didn't know why but in the back of her mind she desperately wanted the lady to and she put her fingers directly on the lips of Maya's pussy. Maya found herself leaning into those fingers. Here's what's going to happen. You are going to go home. You will find yourself to be irresistibly horny. You will try desperately not to touch yourself, but you will relent. Try as you might, you will not be able to orgasm, but the horniness will get worse and worse. You will ignore this and think that this is all make-believe. But when you find that the horniness has become impossible to bear, you will find me again, and I will tell you how to stop it. For a brief moment Maya forgot how horny she was and pushed the lady away. She put on her blouse and tried to pull up her yoga pants but had to wiggle for a few seconds to pull the elastic around her curvy posterior. Now is not the time for this. She left, leaving the room and grabbing Rachel aggressively by the hand. What the hell was that? Why did that lady molest me? I'm sorry, what? Rachel asked, genuinely puzzled. What did you tell her? I told her nothing, other than that the other seamstress said that the dress should be in the back. Did it not fit or something? Maybe she actually didn't know. What's going on? You know what? Maybe just forget about it for now. At this point they were driving back to Maya's apartment, and they were getting close, but there were several speed bumps ahead. As they hit out the first one, Maya was immediately reminded just how horny she was, and how angry she must have been to cover it up. As they went over the bumps, the vibration sent Maya closer to the edge. She couldn't help but let out a small squeal. What was that? Nothing, keep driving. Several bumps later and Maya's yoga pants were soaked through, her breasts were heaving heavily, rising and falling noticeably with each breath. Rachel thought she heard a small growl. What's gotten into you? Nothing. Maya yelled as they pulled in front of her apartment. She slammed the car door shut and bolted in. Maya was trying desperately to sleep. The clock struck midnight then one, then two. But she couldn't. She was hoping and praying that her horniness would subside, but it remained, as potent as when that lady grabbed her pussy. She was laying on her back, because she desperately wanted to resist the urge to hump the bed or hump a pillow. She wasn't wearing any panties, but her aqua blue silk pajama bottoms were soaked, and she was contemplating getting out of bed to change. But she was distracted when she turned her attention to her sheer shirt, which featured her light pink, nipples prominently sticking out. They were rock solid. She knew she would continue to refuse to touch her pussy, but maybe her nipples would be okay. She lightly touched her left nipple, which felt immeasurably delicious, but she craved more. She decided she would pinch her nipple a little bit, 
which sent an electric jolt directly from her nipple to her pussy. She moaned out loud and hoped her roommate didn't hear her. She immediately stopped herself. What would Marcus think? She just realized she hadn't texted him all evening. That's okay, she thought. He knew she was busy. At that very minute, her pussy began to violently ache. She refused to touch her pussy and give herself gratification, so it occurred to her in her frantic state, maybe ice would help. She got out of bed and snuck to the freezer, where she found some ice cubes. She grabbed a few and put it in a plastic bag. She went back to her room and pressed the freezing ice into her pussy. At first, she hated it, and she thought she began to feel less aroused. That was until she noticed the ice pressing against her engorging clit. She pressed herself against it just a little bit, then immediately felt guilty. She held the ice against her pussy trying to calm down until the ice was totally melted. She was so cold she thought that she no longer felt horny and could maybe sleep. She looked down at her clean-shaven pussy and saw that it was very red and swollen. She could visibly see her large, pink clit. And then, the heat began to fill her up again, the desire started to peak, and she felt a building fire deep down, as she grew even hornier than before. Exasperated, she shouted out at no one in particular, just begging for the torment to cease. As the excruciating sensation increased with each passing minute, she felt herself relent. She let herself reach down and gently touch her pussy. This was the first time she let herself feel such pleasure. It was pleasure, but not relief. She didn't exactly know what to do, but she knew to focus on her clit. Her arousal grew intensely, and she let out a moan in pleasure. She bucked her hips. She then, with her other hand, lightly penetrated her vagina. With one finger, then two, then three. She was rapidly rubbing her clit and fucking her cunt with her fingers her pussy was on fire. She was getting so close. She didn't even know if she was moaning despite that fact that she was practically screaming with a mix of pleasure and agony. She didn't hear her roommate knocking on the door and asking if she was alright. She had never experienced orgasm, and she still couldn't that night. As she realized that the sensation would not go away, she lay back on her bed frustrate, her pussy aching like never before, both hands, her vagina, and the bed soaking wet. And that was when she heard her roommate for the first time. Are you okay, Maya? What's happening? Well, I guess she heard me. Chapter 02 Maya's roommate Angelique knocked once more on the door while Maya prayed that she was dreaming and Angelique would just go away. Of course, no such luck was to be had. Angelique definitely heard her moaning and screaming in bed. The only question was whether or not she knew that she was masturbating. Maya had shared with Angelique her strict anti-sex policy so it's likely that her innocent image had bought her a little bit of leeway. But what would she say? Angelique asked one more time. Are you okay, Maya? Yes, I'm fine. She replied, attempting to hold back deep breaths, while ignoring her still-throbbing clit begging for more attention. She was getting desperate. It is true that she had never masturbated before, and she could be doing something wrong. And if she can't resolve this soon, that witch back at the seamstress would be proven right, and she couldn't let that happen. She got up, quickly changed into some fresh pajamas, and opened the door. Okay, I'll tell you what's going on. Angelique was in a sense quite opposite from Maya. Maya's voluptuous ass and gorgeous, pale tits invoked a deep sensuality, and any man who looked at her had even the purest thoughts turned lascivious. Angelique, on the other hand, was pretty, but thin, flat, and had a puritanical vibe, even though, as she would often joke to her girlfriends, that she didn't know if she had more sex toys or more cocks between her legs. Both numbers were high. She had light blonde hair and a rosy complexion. And now she looked generally concerned. Maya told her what happened, told her that she was irresistibly horny, that she was trying to orgasm but didn't think that she could, or even if she did. She intentionally neglected to mention the witch that cursed her just the day before. At this, Angelique assured her that if she didn't know if she came, she didn't come Maya let slip a soft moan accidentally. That bad, huh? Angelique asked. Okay, come with me. Now, at this point, Maya's horniness had morphed from a very intense, pulsating sensation to an intense need for her to be filled, or her to have something between her legs. A similar feeling to be starving for food or very thirsty for water. It wasn't pleasure she craved at that moment, just the feeling of being filled up. She was beginning to understand that there were many different flavors of horniness. She had been experiencing one variation all day, and now, at about three in the morning, 
it was evolving to a different variety. She thought to herself she was glad Marcus wasn't there right now, or she wasn't sure what she would do. They walked down the yellow, cheery hallway. There were a couple of pretty, pastoral paintings on the walls which led to Angelique's room. The door was already open. She only had a small, twin-sized bed in the corner of the room, but had many bookshelves she admitted regularly to being a book nerd. Then she opened up her closet. She pulled out a big plastic bin and opened it up. Let's see what we can do. Damn. Maya muttered as she peered into the bin. So many things she had never seen before. As Angelique would soon describe there were a myriad of vibrators, dildos, but plugs, along with some more advanced items that required a partner. Don't worry. Angelique said. I wash these things more than I wash my hands. Angelique examined the different dildos, all of different shapes, sizes, and colors. It seems you have a big problem, so you probably need a big solution, but we don't need to get crazy. You are a novice, after all. She reached for and grabbed a reasonably sized six-inch dildo, not terribly long but quite thick something she thought Maya would probably be able to handle. What do you think? Maya's eyes grew wide and she felt herself get more damp again. She was craving that between her legs. She felt an irresistible craving, a desire that she couldn't shake. She didn't even hear Angelique as she was describing how to use it, slowly insert it, and play with it. Maya quickly grabbed it from her hands and reached into her baggy, yellow pajama pants with it. Angelique watched, shocked at this bastion of sexual morality, while she inserted the dildo all the way deep inside her. She couldn't hold in her moan. She reached the other hand into her pants and pushed on the dildo to see if it could go any deeper. It couldn't. So she bucked her hip a little bit to get an extra half of an inch. She moaned again. Angelique laughed nervously and simply said, Ahem. Maya didn't realize that she was in front of her roommate. It was like she blacked out. All she knew was that the sucking, deeply hungry sensation that she felt between her legs was gone, a brief respite from about twelve hours of unrelenting torment. But she totally forgot everything that happened since she went into the closet. She clearly wasn't thinking with her brain. Something came over her. What else could she do if she wasn't more careful? I'm so sorry, Angelique. Oh my god! Angelique replied. It's okay, dear. We've all been there. Why don't you take it to your room? She asked as she covered the plastic bin and put it neatly back in her place. She tried to lighten the mood, so she said, Fun fact, that dildo is modeled after my ex, David. I never want to forget a cock. Maya hurried back to her room. She was exhausted but still horny, so she laid down, pushed the dildo as far back as it would go until she felt a little bit of relief. She then bent her legs forward and shut them tight to lock the dildo into place. She was finally able to let out a small smile as she fell fast asleep. After a relatively peaceful night of sleep, she awoke in the morning feeling somewhat refreshed. She was relieved because she didn't feel too horny. But then she realized she still had the dildo tucked in between her legs. She thought it should be safe to take it out. She pulled on it a little bit but gasped in pain. She was actually pretty dry, and she didn't think she could pull out the dildo without tearing something. She would have to turn herself on before she could take it out but that was unacceptable. It was already morning and she had breakfast scheduled with Angelique. She couldn't bear to be as horny as last night again. What to do? What to do? She decided she wouldn't turn herself on again, so the dildo would have to stay in. She put on very tight panties to secure it, and got ready for breakfast, for which she was already running late after sleeping in. Angelique drove her to Starbucks where they were all meeting for breakfast and coffee. Maya tried not to focus on the dildo still stuck between her legs, even as they hit every bump in the road. So, did you sleep alright? Yeah, that helped a lot. I wasn't able to, you know, but I was able to relieve myself and fall to sleep. Well, that's good. I always thought David's dick did the trick. Speaking of which. Yes? David will actually be at the Starbucks. I know it's a crazy coincidence but he wanted to meet up and I want you there since you are such a good friend and you can make sure that things stay strictly platonic. David, you mean the ex whose dick the dildo I used, last night, was modeled off of? Yeah that's the one, I know it's crazy, just try not to think about it. Oh my, god. They showed up at the Starbucks and Maya saw David. She never did this before but for the first time ever she looked down and checked out a guy's bulge. He must have been big soft because she saw the beginnings of the outline of his dick near the top of his. Hi, I'm David. Maya was stopped in her tracks as David introduced himself. 
He kissed her on the cheek and as she realized that the dick behind that bulge was the exact same as the dildo that was inside her, she began to get aroused and get wet. Shall we sit over here? Angelique asked. She motioned to a table in the corner. They all sat down together, Angelique and David sitting next together, and Maya sitting across. She couldn't pay attention to what they said, and she couldn't remember ordering, but she did remember the sudden feeling that just having the dildo between her legs wasn't enough. She was feeling a combination of the empty, hungry feeling, and the buzzing desire for pleasure. She didn't even realize she was doing it but as David was talking to her, she slowly reached her hands down into her panties underneath her skirt and began to thrust the dildo back and forth, quicker and quicker. Surely no one would notice. So, Maya, David began. I heard you are getting married to Marcus soon. What a lucky guy. In. Out. In. Out. Angelique chimed in. Maya, David gave a compliment. Sorry, David, she didn't sleep very well last night. In. Out. In out. Maya let out a small moan. Maya had pulled her panties down below her pussy as she was moving the dildo in and out. She felt the pleasure building. I'm sorry, David. I think it's time Maya and I went to the ladies' room. She got up and grabbed Maya who seemed like a zombie. She accidentally pulled too hard and the dildo fell out of Maya's skirt. It hit the ground and David and Angelique heard it, and then saw it. David's eyes widened. Is that the, um, Valentine's Day gift I got you last year? Yup. Angelique replied, who then glared at Maya. Maya snapped out of it and realized she didn't remember anything since they had sat down. She didn't realize why David and Angelique were staring at her until she, too, saw the dildo on the ground. Oh my god, I got to go. Just don't tell anyone, I've got to figure something out. She left very quickly, the seamstress was close by, and she had a conversation with the witch that she desperately needed to have. As she walked away she realized she was even more desperate. One, to be filled up by a meaty cock so she would stop being so empty inside, and two, to finally have her first orgasm. Chapter 03 Ah, uh, well, I can't say I didn't expect you whispered the seamstress clothed in black, beckoning the nervous and eager Maya. She had abandoned all pretense at this point. There was no faux seamstress charade to be had. She was tall and bony. She seemed more frail and skeleton-like, held up not by flesh and muscle but by something deep within. As she moved her body, she looked more like the instrument of a puppeteer, not a human. As Maya approached, she felt herself become more moist between the legs with every step, and the pulsing quickened rapidly becoming more intense. Why are you doing this to me? She then let out a small moan and felt what seemed like an invisible, sharp dagger of pleasure shoot through her intensely concentrating around her pelvis, that drove her to her knees as her core muscles contracted to the point of cramping. Maya continued, And why do I feel so much, worse around you? She didn't know whether the word, worse, or better, would be more apt, but she didn't want to seem at all happy about what was going on. In fact, there was a part of her that felt freedom, felt release, felt a certain, darker aspect of joy than she had felt before. But right now, that certain joy was subdued by justifiably righteous anger, that she herself was turning into the very thing that she looked down upon. Yet she wouldn't call herself a slut, in fact part of herself viewed her as even more righteous. For despite her having these deep and intense desires of the flesh, she still resisted. She hadn't had sex, and as far as she was concerned she was still pure and virginal for her beloved. Now, the lady in black closed the distance from Maya herself, rhythmically walking towards her, every step matching an intense pulsing in between Maya's legs. She tried to avoid letting out small, desperate moans. What's happening, dear, is that you are getting just recompense. Just recompense for years of looking down on those more sexually mature than yourself, those you shamed because you yourself didn't have the courage to become a sexual being, hiding behind weak excuses and claims of virginhood. So, to aid you in your journey, the lady continued, I have blessed you with certain gifts. Gifts? What journey? Don't be silly, girl. I told you already. There remains slightly less than a month until your wedding, and by the time that you are due to say your wedding vows, you will be so intoxicated by your own sluttiness that your greatest desire won't be for a long and happy marriage, but for a thick and meaty cock between your legs. She pointed at the moistening spot between Maya's legs as she gasped out in pleasure. Now, as far as the gifts are concerned, you have been blessed with several. This will not be an easy transition so I wanted to help you along the way. 
As such, I have designed certain rewards and punishments to help ensure you follow the correct path. Firstly, you dress far too conservatively for a proper slut. And your tits are far too beautiful to hide them the way that you do. From now on, you will feel a pain in your breasts, centering in your nipples, that will grow worse every second your tits are not properly exposed. Don't worry, there is not a fixed amount you must expose them, your tits have a mind of their own. Sometimes, they won't mind being covered up, sometimes they will want to show just a little cleavage, and sometimes they won't want to be covered at all. Like right now. As the lady in black said this, Maya's nipples started to feel like they were being lightly pinched, a mild inconvenience this wasn't too bad. Secondly, you now will always know who has the biggest cock in any room that you are in, and will find yourself irresistibly attracted to it. Your pussy will get wetter than it ever has before, and if you don't either suck or fuck that cock, then the misery you are feeling now will feel like nothing in comparison. If you have recently fucked someone or sucked someone off, there will be a brief cool-down period. How long that cool-down period will be is unpredictable. At this point, Maya was finding it hard to focus as the pressure was building inside her tits and the pain was spreading. She felt as if someone had lit a match and held it just far enough away from her nipple that it wouldn't leave a burn, but the pain was building. She let out a small whelp. But she wouldn't give in to her. Not again. Thirdly, because I don't want you to think you can get away with just spending the next month with your girlfriends, you will now have a thirst, just like your thirst for water. Except, it will be for cum. You will feel your throat get dry, you will feel tired, and otherwise completely dehydrated if you don't swallow a man's cum. Again, how often you feel thirsty will be unpredictable. How are these gifts? This seems more like a curse. No. She interrupted. These are gifts to help you get through the next part. The next part is the curse. You will never orgasm, never reach completion, and never feel satisfaction or relief until you fuck the biggest cock that you have ever indirectly encountered. To be clear, it is your job, within the next month, to fuck raw the biggest cock on any person that you have met or will meet. If you do not buy your wedding night then you will be like this for the rest of your life. Maya was trying to focus as her tits now felt like they would actually explode if she didn't relieve them. She started tearing at her chest, trying desperately to pull her massive tits out of her button-up blouse. After struggling for a minute, her tits were free and she finally felt relief. The lady in black looked down at Maya, who was on her knees with her tits bare, sighing and moaning deeply in relief. Did you hear what I said? That was the most important part. Yes, I have to fuck raw the biggest cock on any person that I have met or will meet. She didn't believe she was repeating those words. Who is that? Will you tell me? Of course not. You have been given these gifts. They will help you find the answer to that question yourself. Maya didn't realize why at first, but she began to feel her throat was parched and deeply thirsty. She felt her pussy get even more wet, and her panties were soaked. She felt that deep buzzing feeling again, aching for pleasure, but this time it was ten times worse. The woman started talking again. You may have noticed you have started to feel some of the symptoms I have described. This is what it will feel like when you are in a room with a man with a big cock. She motioned over to the entrance of the shop, where there stood a man in a dark gray suit. His mouth hung agape, but that's not what Maya was focused on. She was focused on the big bulge running down the right side of his gray pants. She thought she saw that bulge flicker. I'm just here to pick up the suit I brought in last month. Is it ready? The woman replied. Unfortunately not, my dear. But I do have prepared for you a bit of a peace offering. Maya didn't realize it but her mouth was wide open and her tongue was hanging gently out of her mouth, languishing over her now slightly puffy lips. Maya felt like her pussy was on fire, begging for cock, turned on even more by the fact that her massive tits were fully exposed for this stranger. But something deep inside was holding her back. She wanted to run forward and grab that man by his cock and suck him dry, but she still felt she must be faithful to her man. The man in the gray suit began to get the message and he started to approach her, the bulge in his pants growing and getting harder. That was a big cock, definitely bigger than the toy she had been using last night and this morning. But now she was thirstier more than anything, like she needed his sweet and salty come down her throat, not between her legs. She began to salivate as he approached. He was right in front of her, his bulge at her eye level. She could see the outline of his cock and his balls. Without thinking, she leaned forward and began to lick his cock through his pants. He started unbunning when she realized what she was doing and she pushed him back. No, I can't. This isn't me. 
The man in the gray suit was offended and left immediately carrying his large hard-on through the door. Now you can feel what happens when you disappoint a man, disappoint yourself, and disappoint me. Maya felt the burning in her pussy stronger than she ever had in her life. She collapsed to the floor, laying on her side, and noticed that she was dripping wet. Her pussy juices were dripping through her skirt and onto the floor. She was desperately thirsty. Absent-mindedly she tried touching her clit with her hand to see if it would help, but honestly she was so aroused it hurt to the touch, but she didn't care. She powered through and tried again to rub her clit to completion, but nothing would work, as Maya lay on the floor of the shop, writhing in her own juices on the floor, topless, desperately trying to achieve the one thing she couldn't, sweet release from the terrible torment of being hornier than she had ever been before, but not being able to come. The End This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Visit the other channels for more stories with a different focus. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out.